0: Welcome to the Underwater Podcast Where we take a deep dive into the world of underwater portrait photography, cinematography and everything in between With your host, Brett Stanley Hi everyone Thanks for joining me uh, on this little podcast adventure. Uh, this is a new thing for me. I've not done a podcast before, so it's gonna be a bit of a learning experience for me, I think. The idea for this show is to try and share my love for underwater portrait photography and cinematography. The passion of all the people that I'll be interviewing and their experiences and, and trying to give you guys something that you're gonna learn from or at least find you know, entertaining. I'm hoping to have a range of guests on the show. We'll be doing interviews with photographers and cinematographers. Uh, I'll be talking to models, underwater models, underwater performers, makeup artists, costume designers, set designers, just anyone who really works in this, uh, crazy underwater world that we're all kind of living in. And I want you guys to, to kind of get a good look at how these images and these films are created from the people who are making them and get an insight as to, uh, to what they're doing and the techniques and stuff they're using so it's it's kind of an educational thing it's also a bit of a uh, kind of listening to people's stories and how they've gotten to where they are the other reason for doing this is at the moment we're pretty much all stuck inside or at least at home because we're quarantined due to the covid 19 virus that is pretty much sweeping across the globe And what I was thinking was that it's a hard time to be creative because we can't be with our clients or with our collaborators. We have to self-isolate. And it's hard to be creative when you're on your own. So thinking that this podcast would kind of help to keep people motivated and inspired while we're isolated from each other and give you a little bit of hope in the possibly in the darkness that we've got right now. So one thing around this is I'd like to have... Uh, a bit of a space for people to kind of converse and and talk about the things that they're doing whilst they're in uh, In the quarantine and when they're at home to keep themselves motivated. So I will have a Facebook group set up uh, And the website so that people can come and kind of talk with each other and, and kind of help each other through this Really kind of crazy time that we're living at the moment To give you a bit of background on myself I've been a commercial photographer for over 10 years, but I've been shooting almost exclusively underwater for about six or seven years. And uh, I grew up in the water. I was a total water baby. I, I spent as much time as I could in the family swimming pool. I got my diving license when I was 14. Um, and it's just been something that I've loved my whole life. And so when I found one of my old scuba diving cameras for a few years ago, a uh, little point and shoot thing, It was just inevitable that i would start playing with it and and trying to find a way to to create with that Uh, i don't really have an interest in shooting animals under the water i don't shoot fish or anything like that so it's people that i like to take under the water and photograph them because to me it's such a a surreal kind of experience underwater photography for me is like opening up a a portal to a dream world it's a place where magic can happen. It's a place where, you know, dreams can happen. Um, And it's the place where I feel the most calm and the most centered that I have in most of my life. Um, I think for a lot of us underwater photographers, it's it's almost a kind of addiction because we're trying to create all the time and we're making, um, you know, making new things in this kind of surreal, magical world. There are some photographers I know as well who just like to be under the water. So taking photos is just an excuse for them to get in the pool. Sit on the bottom of that pool and it's a place where they can relax and where they can create. In this episode, episode one, we'll be talking to Ilsa Moore, who's a uh, underwater photographer from South Africa. And she's also a woman who's inspired me really early on uh, to kind of follow this path myself. Her work is, is just beautiful, it's dark, it's rich, um, her lighting is inc- incredible, um, and the way she gets the, the look that she has uh, is also amazing as well. And as you listen to this interview, you'll find out that she is doing things way differently than I've seen or heard of done before. Um, so we're going to talk about her and her journey, how she got started. Uh, we're going to talk about what it's like to build your own underwater equipment mobile swimming pools um, and how to get the best out of your models and what it's like shooting portraits on a fisheye lens which i'd never heard of before so uh stick with us and uh and we'll go through it all let's jump on in welcome to the show ilsa
1: hi brett how are you doing
0: i'm good how is it in south africa
1: Oh, the same as everywhere, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Where where (laughs) are you?
0: Are you in uh, in Joburg or?
1: Yes, I'm in Joburg. We've lived here now for a year, just about. Where did
0: you grow up? Is that is that where you grew up?
1: No, we grew up in a small town. I was on the Val dam actually. Um, No one in the world will know where that is.
0: But no, I was going to ask.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's actually the the dam that serves uh, water to the whole Joburg and Gauteng area, for those who know But uh, I grew up on a yacht club, sailing, swimming, skiing. It was lovely. Wow. <laughs> it was the best yeah. childhood ever. <laughs> yeah.
0: So was that when you kind of got into the underwater thing?
1: No, not at all. So I, I moved to Sasselberg. This is also another small town, which very few people will know about. But I went to school there, and after that, uh, I studied maybe, I waited about eight years before I studied, and I studied visual art. I didn't study photography. So during my visual art studies, I kind of stumbled upon the idea of underwater photography. Um, And at the time, I was also, I studied uh, correspondence, by the way.
0: Oh, okay. So, is this like online, or was it actually like?
1: Yes, yes. Look, we've got a we've got a wonderful um, art school that, uh, well, not art school. It's a university that you can go to for very conceptual fine fine art, visual art. It's visual art, really. But while I was studying, uh, my I started photography only during that time. Right. This is what roughly, I don't know, what year is it? It's <laughs> The 2020. horrible 2020, hey? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> this is, right. <laughs> this is probably about 11 years ago or so. And oh, okay. Yes, and so I, I started photography only during that time, so I've been doing that for about 10 years, and haven't even considered underwater photography until one of my lecturers mentioned it and uh, suggested that I actually try it out a little bit, because it just oh, right. suited the subject I was working with. Yes, and at the same time, I, I was working for another company where I started doing photography. I was asked to do a underwater shoot for a local swim school. I used a tiny little present shoot and hated it, even though I loved the underwater part. So, the next year when we were asked again, I thought, you know what, screw it, I'm getting myself a housing, I'm upgrading my camera. And since then, I've been completely in love with it.
0: <laughs> nice. I think that's yeah. a pretty common kind of story too.
1: I think so, eh?
0: And did you did you hate the point and shoot because you had no control over it?
1: Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. There's no... Well, you need so much light. And for a lot of people that that knows how underwater photography works, the more light you can get into the water, the better. And if you don't have enough yeah. light, you don't get the shot. So in a small swimming school uh the only light that i had besides the the actual on-camera flash <laughs> which was not enough was yeah. the overhead lights so it didn't work it was an indoor pool
0: um and was it a like point and shoot that you yeah. could change the aperture and and the um you know the shutter speed and exposure and stuff or was it just like a automatic
1: oh no this was automatic yeah fully that's it, that's completely
0: like- that's how I started as well. Was my first camera was a a point and shoot I used when I went diving to take pictures of fish. Oh really? And it was terrible.
1: At least you had sunlight to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: But it was enough to kind of for me to go and I think this is what you were saying too is that it was enough to kind of go, "Ooh, this is good. I this know, could be I loved way better." It, eh?
1: There was just something about it that was so different, but I mean, being underwater was always a dream even though we live in the middle of the country there's no open water access really.
0: Yeah, so how does that work for you? What what sort of, are you doing open water or are you just, are you in just tanks and pools all the time?
1: I have, I have done open water but when I say open water, it's not like um, deep sea stuff. I've done offshore a little bit around Cape Town and Durban, but um, the coast yeah. around South Africa is pretty rough you know, there's a lot of surge and so it picks up a lot of debris and so, so it's not ideal to shoot in, so, oh, and then there's uh, a couple of places that I've shot in, for example, a natural spring, uh, some of the locals will know the place, it's called Groot Mariku, the eye, so it's the eye oh, of wow. the spring, it's incredible, and I've actually done a very uh, big fashion shoot in the spring.
0: Oh, um, right, is that, is that the one, because there's, there's some shots on your site, um, and it's got the water lilies and sort that of the grass the underneath. That is the Yeah, one, that's beautiful. The most
1: beautiful water I've ever shot in probably. Visibility up to, oh, easy, 35 meters.
0: Right. So Much it's like swimming water. in glass.
1: Yes, it's like swimming in glass. Freezing cold though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the payoff really. I think the clearer the water, the colder the water.
1: That is right, eh? Bizarre how that works. But yes, absolutely. So You've yes. got to pay that for was, it, I think. Yeah. We would climb out of the water, my model and I, it was just four of us, and I would shake so hard that I wouldn't be able to show her the photos on my screen (laughs) through the house. Because you're so
0: cold and you're (laughs) just shivering. Yes.
1: You know, because I don't wear a wetsuit. Right. (laughs) But that's another story I can tell you about that. That's something I do believe I need to do because I can't subject my model to water that I'm not willing to face myself.
0: Yeah, so, so you would feel bad if you're in, in like a full wetsuit and they're freezing their ass off.
1: Exactly. You, you never know yeah. when it gets too much. So I, I make sure that I feel the same that my model feels, yeah.
0: Yeah, because uh, it makes them feel like they're on the same level as you as well, that they're not doing something different than you. I think yes. the more that you can make them feel like you're equal – Exactly. And going through the same experience, the better they're going to feel in the end, I think.
1: And the moment that you start feeling uncomfortable, you know that it's time to take a break.
0: Yeah, yeah. unless you're someone like me who is uh, rotund. I'm festively plump, so I kind of <laughs> am. Uh, I kind of don't get cold very quickly, but my models are usually like freezing, and they're like, "Brett, I need to get out." I'm like, "Oh, what?" But it's fine. They're like, "No, I'm- no, it's freezing in here." <laughs>
1: I'm similar, don't worry. <laughs> I've been built for this. I'm an ice bear. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Well it's funny because I recently just spoke to um an underwater cinematographer from Norway and really? he shoots under the ice. Oh
1: um, my goodness, that's amazing. And that,
0: yeah. And just doing that. And he's like, I grew up with this, so it's just what I do. Yeah, it's you just get used to this it. is the normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know. So Um, having said
1: that, yeah, you asked about, sorry, um, you asked about where do I shoot? But yeah, about 90, 95% Mm. of my shoots all take place in a home studio that I built because I got tired of looking for pools in the small town that I lived. And since moving to Joburg, obviously it becomes a bit easier now, but um, I do have the studio now, so that's where I shoot.
0: And which is a very interesting kind of studio that it's not your typical in-ground swimming pool.
1: Not at all, yeah.
0: Tell us about that.
1: Okay, so um, a few years back, I've got a few very good friends that are either in the engineering business, they're in the, um, well, trailer design business, you know, trailers for trucks. And so I chatted with one of them and I said, listen, I need to kind of design something for myself that I can shoot in year-round. And... We chatted about what I would need in the studio and he came up with the concept of making it the same size as a small shipping container. So I know a lot of people now, it's a bit of a trend now as well, where they take a shipping container and they make it into a pool. I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen that. But the problem with that is the the deeper the water, the more support you need around the outside, obviously. Yeah, because the
0: water is going to push the walls out.
1: Yes. So most of these are only about one and a half meters. Sorry, I don't know what that would be in... Feet, for
0: and the, It's probably like six feet.
1: Uh, one and a half feet, a little bit less. It's I am, okay, let me, it's maybe 5.2 feet or five feet. Yeah,
0: maybe? yes. not deep.
1: It's not deep at all. So we designed a container that has um, a depth of 2.3 meters. Oh, so wow. it is okay. the exact, exact dimensions as a um, six meter. What would that be as well? Container. It's a smaller shipping container, that one.
0: Right, and
1: yeah. uh it's got panels inside to insulate it. It was built from scratch. We didn't actually use a container. it was built from scratch, and we
0: oh designed, okay,
1: yeah, we designed the whole thing, and it's got a little studio space on the one side with glass, so I could shoot through the glass if I wanted
0: and how and big is that kind of glass area is it is it a, a is, whole side of it, or
1: that's that's to the far end of it, so maybe about a meter.
0: If it's a long rectangle, you're at the, the, the far, end of that rectangle. Yes,
1: exactly. On the one side is the, the pool pump and all those things, and on the far side is the glass. And it's all blacked out. So the nice thing with that is I can shoot video, I can shoot photos, and even the top, it's got a roof, it's got a whole lighting rig in there. Wow. So I can control the lighting 100%.
0: That's beautiful.
1: I love that. And
0: yes. and was there was there a reason you did that rather than building an actual in-ground swimming pool? Was it was it a cost thing or you just wanted to have that much control over it? Uh,
1: yes, I wanted more control over it, but I also wanted to make it movable. Right. <laughs> so this thing has moved Actually, several times, it's gone to a couple of expo. not a couple, of, well, it's gone to two expos. The first time it went, it wasn't quite completed, so we had to leave it outside. Oh, no. <laughs> it was oh, the worst time of my life, I can't even tell you.
0: Oh, no, had it night- did not work.
1: It We tried and we tried, we were racing against the deadline, and it wasn't completed yet, and there were problems with... Because there's so many panels on the inside that insulates it as well as actually holds the water. The whole inside is literally 27 panels. Right. Uh, it, 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 like just having a millimeter off causes a leak.
0: Oh, so, and then that's done.
1: Yes. And with 27 panels, you can only imagine. So we didn't have... The ability to, to put water into it Oh no! <laughs> this time around and we'd already gotten the tank we were taping that thing up with we would tried everything the night before it had to go to the expo and it didn't work out so we left Damn. it outside so people could at least see it and then the yeah. next year by that time we had it fixed and it was fantastic people loved it and we loved it
0: when you go to an expo like that, is that someone has sponsored you to come and, and shoot, or was that you kind of promoting your own services at the expo? How did that work?
1: No, we tip, look. It's photography expo, so we tip, we do find sponsors and so on. It's, uh, I mean, if I had to go to a different kind of expo where I would sign up a lot of clients, that would be different. But for a photography expo, people do come. I do workshops, right? Um, and every so day it was, I do about two or you. three workshops. Yes.
0: Yeah. right you weren't there for uh, like for nikon or or whoever
1: no no it was for us
0: yeah, yeah. that's amazing that's very cool and but luckily
1: we could pick it up and we brought it with us to Joburg. so it's we actually have the studio right here
0: that's amazing i think yeah. i saw a video on your instagram where you're having it moved getting oh it installed
1: goodness what a nerve-wracking experience but yes it's very hardy it's 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 a very strong studio it can take right
0: good yeah and and so how do you do you always just shoot through the glass or are you are you in the water with the clients or how how does that work
1: oh most of the time I'm in the water with the client by far most of the time yes I like being in the water that's why I did this you know so it's a nice experience for me to help if I, if I work with a lot of cloth to help move the cloth around and have a little bit more control, and that also means I shoot with a fisheye lens a lot more, which you've mentioned before.
0: Uh, yeah, that which is kind of f- blows my mind.
1: It is. I know. It's bizarre, hey? <laughs> it's not the, not, not the first not, lens
0: choice I would think no, of. No,
1: especially not especially when it comes to model photography and so on.
0: No, and looking at your work, I would never have guessed.
1: It's, it's probably 90% all done with a fisheye lens.
0: That's incredible. And I, I want to talk about post-production and stuff later on just Absolutely. to kind of to go over that stuff. But, but when you're in the water, you prefer to be in there with the client so at least you can uh, interact a lot better and, yeah, and kind of so help moving props and stuff.
1: Yeah, because I don't need to wear scuba gear or anything like that. You know, it's a safe environment. The water's heated. It's very comfortable. So every time we come up, we chats about something, we try again, we go down. But when I do shoot through the glass, uh, I tend to sh- take a very different approach. I might shoot at like F1.8 for example, F1.4 even, I get a different look. And I like people to come up right against the glass. So it's a it's two very different approaches that I take. Uh, yeah, the right. moment I shoot with the fisheye, as you would know as well, I can get closer to the model and the images are crisp.
0: So what, what gear are you using? What, what, what's your camera setup? What's your housing kind of setup okay. as well?
1: So this is an interesting story. So I used to work with the D90. I had an Ike Light housing and uh, I've got two, I had two strobes, the two uh, DS-51s. And I stopped using those, by the way. If you guys want to chat about that, that's cool too, because I only use continuous lighting now. I don't use flashes at all anymore.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so the DS-51s, what brand are they?
1: Don't ask me things I don't know. <laughs> it's a DS Fifty One, man. <laughs> the one that goes with the I- with the I- Oh, okay, that's probably <laughs> I-
0: client, then. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so <clears throat> I use those, but then once I've created, I've created to the Nikon D Four, and uh I- at that time didn't support that one. So uh, I actually had my housing custom built. By a guy in South Africa wow. who has never built a housing that big, <laughs> and uh, so it was so custom built that I would have to tell him which well which controls I want all over the housing, so right. that there's a minimal amount of you know potential leak space, mm-hmm. let's call it that yeah. Yeah, uh, and I gave him all the ones that I needed, and I literally forgot to tell him to give me an on-off switch.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so it's not time, very important
0: that one, is it? No, so, you
1: know. no, you just you put your camera on and then you put it in. It's, it'll lost It's fine. So yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing I missed. But anyway, <clears throat> I've been shooting with that for what eight years now, seven years. Wow. Yes. And so is same, that a
0: same is, is that. Uh, aluminum or uh, aluminium or is it the perspex it is, what's it made of
1: yeah it's a good question he uses it i think he yeah the, look the outside of the it's a round it's round the whole thing is round oh, and he's got perspex okay. on one side perspex on the other side this thing has a great depth rating because obviously the deeper you go the stronger it gets not like yeah. i've been that deep with it or the board yeah. seals uh, and he's also used the, the the kinds of controls he used. He uh, didn't have any movable parts. He's been... You know what this guy did before? Is he built... I'll get back to the other thing now, but this is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was way back when in the old days where he built uh, housings and stuff for the first underwater photographers and cinematographers around South Africa, even. And he did a lot of cave diving. Uh, Oh uh, The housings He started with uh, The lighting that they used To take down Things like that
0: And is he a diver himself? So is is it like Was it a hobby for him? And then It kind of grew into something else? I
1: I think he was Actually I don't know him that well He built the housing I love the guy. He's fantastic. We've driven down to Durban a few times for him to make a small adjustment here and there. <laughs> how, how did you
0: find him? How did you how did you get onto this kind of crazy wizard?
1: I'm not really sure. But if you call him a crazy wizard, that is what he is. He's fantastic.
0: That's brilliant. Can... <laughs> I love that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So when... When I started, I, uh, I didn't want to spend money on anything. So I was building houses for my own, for, for lights and all that sort of stuff. And so
1: you built your own stuff.
0: Yeah. And I love that kind of DIY kind of, um, you know, I want this thing. It may not be available to me right now, but I want it. So I'm yes. going to make it or just find someone to make it for me.
1: But you know what? You're getting onto something now that is exactly the same here in South Africa because the stuff just wasn't available, right? Right. Unless you were willing to pay a fortune for something that as a start out, you can't afford. So yeah. we just built this stuff ourselves.
0: So what sort of other things have you been building? What What else do you build?
1: Well, all our lighting rigs, it's all homemade. Yeah. Um, my husband, Sean, he actually works with me. He does all my lighting. He actually, he, he sits and work, figures out what we're going to do with this kind of lighting, that kind of lighting. And he comes up with concepts to try and light it better every time. So we have so many lights, it's not even funny. But they're not necessarily the strongest, most powerful ones. We just have more of them. <laughs> right.
0: And are they waterproof? Are you are you taking with lights under or are you shooting lights through the windows and from above?
1: I've got a little bit of everything. I've right. got a lighting rig on top where you can change the lighting to be either back lighting, front lighting, side lighting, above light, whatever. And then yeah. inside, I've got a, a, well, a variety, a smaller variety of lights that I can put along the sides of the tank. For, like, you know, long lights all the way from the top to the bottom. So it's a nice, it's almost like its own diffuser, you know, through the water. Yeah. And then so got you've got like lights. a whole
0: bank of lights.
1: Yes. And then I've got lights through the glass as well.
0: And you're you're saying that you don't use you don't use strobes anymore. You you're using constant lighting the whole time.
1: Absolutely, all the time. I think I've used strobes once in the last four years.
0: Yeah. And and how do you find working with those as opposed to strobes?
1: I think it's the approach we take. You know, it's because I I really do enjoy seeing what I'm gonna get before I take the shot. Yeah. You know, And I know with a strobe, you have to kind of anticipate it. And a lot of people that work with, say, two strobes on the camera, depending on the strength of the strobe. Look, the the DS50 ones, they're the smaller ones. So the battery recharge is not as quick. So often they don't fire at the same time. So you take fewer shots, fewer shots. I'm sure you know as well. So for me, I just like to rather anticipate the shot because the... My approach is a little bit more, I don't know, how can I say? I actually, I, well, I just, I, I really prefer it myself, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's what
0: it's all about is yeah. working with, with what you like and what you, what you feel is most conducive to your creative process as well. Yes,
1: and if I change it, I can just move a few lights around and I just wait for the moment where the cloth is perfect and her face is perfect and the hair moves right and everything and I know what I'm going to get.
0: So, would you say that you're shooting less photos with the constant lighting every every breath, as opposed to the strobe? Like, are you you're a bit more decisive with the shot that you take?
1: No, I'm probably less so. Okay, <laughs> it's probably the opposite because I'm not worried about taking too many photos.
0: Right, because you're not worried about the, the recycle time or exactly. anything, or
1: so right. it actually allows me to take more. So I'm very, look, for me, the, the creative process is uh, there's a lot of planning going up to a shoot. Uh, I run my models or my client through it, uh, like with sketches and mood boards and all kinds of stuff. We do have a lot of conversation before. And then there's a time where she can get comfortable with the cloth, where she can actually move the cloths and the dress or whatever it is she's wearing or they are wearing um, by herself so that she gets comfortable. Obviously, yeah. the models that I work with are absolutely professional. I don't even have to tell them anything. They understand mm-hmm. me, I understand them. But uh, in that time, when they get comfortable, the moment we start shooting, I just run them through a few things that I can see they do underwater. And you must have seen this by yourself as well. You can go through uh, a few poses or something, but the moment the model's underwater, they kind of. They just they, it becomes their artwork. It becomes their shoot.
0: Oh, totally! Yeah, and you can direct them as much as you can on the surface, but yes. when you go under, everything changes at least a little bit.
1: You just get to see it. You yeah. become the observer all of a sudden, isn't it?
0: Oh, totally! Yeah, and that's that's what I love about this is yes. is rather than directing the entire time, I, it's it, to me it's kind of like opening a Christmas present. It's it at the so at, when service. you're on the surface, you're saying, I would like this. This is kind of what the sort of thing I would like for Christmas. And then when you go underneath, you see them do something that is based loosely around that.
1: yes,
0: and then you get this awesome surprise when they pull out something you hadn't even thought of.
1: It looks amazing so much. <laughs> And then that's you, the
0: joy of it for me.
1: Yes, absolutely. And also, I mean, when you work with a model that's done this before and someone that's experienced, you can trust them so much. They know exactly what they need to do anyway. They know what looks good, right?
0: Yeah. And you can just concentrate on your job.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You wait for the moment. You, you get the shot that you need to get. Um, I take a few more just in case there's something in the way or bubbles that I might struggle with or the cloth yeah. just didn't move right. But when you work with a, and I do this a lot, is work with, complete newcomers. I mean, I've worked with people that's hardly been in the water before. And for them, it takes a little bit longer to get used to it. But even <coughs> even when we have a, a set amount of poses or something like that that they work with, the moment they go underwater, they kind of take on, it's their interpretation of what they've seen. And it's yeah. their feeling, so I often adapt. I don't, I'm don't. i not married to anything that I've shown them. I kind of go with what they give me and then we come up, we chat about it and I say, OK, let's try this again. This time maybe try something like that, but let's go with what you have. And the moment she or he goes under the water again, I allow them to just be themselves. And that's why I do shoot a lot, because there's just these little moments in between where everything just comes together perfectly.
0: I think that's beautiful, and that yeah. I think is is the the ultimate of, of how you get the shots that you get, like your models, whether they're experienced or if they're just clients who have never done this before. Yeah. There's still a quality that comes from them, and you can see that there is that person in there as opposed to, oh, well, that's just another Ilsa shot. You know, I've seen 20 of these. Yeah. Every shot is different because a different person brings something different to it.
1: Oh, and and I think I love one so of the much about it
0: Yeah, and I think one of the skills of being an underwater photographer, which you definitely have is being able to get the the client who's never done this before to a place where they're so comfortable that they can let go and just let that energy come out and for you to capture it on camera. I think it's amazing.
1: Thank you. <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is.
0: Um, so do you have uh, models that you work with uh, with a lot or do you have uh, like a pretty large variety of models that you can choose from or how does that work for your for your fine art side of things?
1: I have a lot of interest from a lot of models, but um, I do have a tendency to go with the models I've worked with most because um, I think I mentioned it before we we've worked together enough to understand each other completely. So, when I work with one of them, the moment we just discuss a concept, uh, the fact that I don't have to run her through it all the time. She, she actually brings the energy to the shoot, and it's like telepathy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, she can come up to catch her breath, I stay down and she just comes again and she just creates magic underwater and she understands me so, so, so well. I've got a, well, she or he, actually, I've got a few. And when they understand you, they know what you expect from them, and I know what I can get from them. So if there's maybe a change in the subject, or we do something different, I can communicate that with them, and they just adopt that. That's why, and I'm, dancers, actors, these are the kind of people that I work with most. It's not typical models that I've worked with. Uh,
0: Not fashion the, models or no. catalog models. Or, yeah.
1: yeah, like your trained model. It's mostly people that's come from a place where they either did some or other performance. More p- of yeah. Sorts, because you get lost in that world and you perform this piece underwater as if you're a, well, actually, yeah, an actor of sorts. You, you get lost in that world. And that's when you get the best out of your model. Uh, they don't have to worry about anything traditional, and also the lovely thing is a lot of my models are very petite <laughs> and they're short, <laughs> and they you know it's not the typical runway model type of person you know. And because they're smaller, they can move in the water so lovely or so beautifully and gracefully.
0: And and once they're under the water, you can't you can't really see what their their dimensions are anyway because you know they're in this kind of void yeah. of of color or space so it's it's very disconnected
1: and they're so comfortable i love it so much
0: yeah it's beautiful yeah. um uh, how does that work with the um with safety with these with these kind of shoots do you have someone who's there um being a bit of, of safety or kind of a lifeguard or is the tank so small that you kind of don't really need anyone to kind of be there a
1: little bit of both. So if we shoot in the tank, uh, we've got um, oh, ropes or anything above the water that they can just grab onto. Yeah. Uh, the moment they come up, the tank is very small. It's a two by two. What is two by two meters? Just for the guys two. who don't do metric. Uh,
0: that, like two meters is like six feet. Two, two
1: meters, yeah. So yeah, maybe six foot two, six foot three, say. Yeah. Um, And which would mean the the length of the pool would be about 15 feet, if that makes sense.
0: So so. you're saying the tank is only just over six feet wide?
1: Just a bit, yeah.
0: Oh my God, that's, wow, that's incredible.
1: It's very small.
0: Well, also there is no this is container. not obvious in your shots <laughs> at all. It looks huge.
1: <laughs> I do add a little bit on the sides if I need.
0: <laughs> I, I assumed you added a little but, bit, but that's crazy. That's not what I expected at all. That's that's can, incredible.
1: I, I think we can chat about that just now because I know my post processing is very different from yours, for example.
0: But yeah, yes, yeah, talk us through it.
1: The well, before I get to that. Yeah. No, <laughs> Because the tank is small, with the safety, all the lighting we use obviously is a DC current, it is safe, you know, there's not yeah. going to be any problems there. But, so, also my partner is safety trained, so he's always on standby, regardless. Right. And there's always someone, either in the water or right above the model, if it's a small shoot. But we're a small team, you know, we don't need a lot of people when we're shooting the tank. When we shoot in and the larger, and you're probably
0: only a few feet away from them yourself, anyway, right?
1: Oh, look, I'm right in the water with them for sure. Yeah. Uh, when I shoot through the glass, I make sure someone else is.
0: Gotcha. Uh, yeah.
1: Yes, but when we shoot in the larger body of water, I do get a safety diver just in case. You know, I'd like Perfect. to. i like to make sure everyone is comfortable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's great. So, yeah, let's talk about your post-production.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this sounds like a lot to unpack.
1: No, it's it's not so bad. But that's that's where I get my that's where I have the most fun. It's not just in the water. I do I absolutely adore that. But my creative process, let's put it that way, only starts when I start going through the photos.
0: Yeah, that's and when then, you bring out the image. That's when you yes, create the image.
1: Yes, and uh, in that case, it is. I mean people know your work and stuff and it blows me away that you can do so much with so little, <laughs> you know, little face oh, Yes. Yeah. Well, I've, you know I've been well, following your work right from the start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is a good time as any. That, that Il- Ilsa, the, the reason that I kind of do what I do is a lot to do with you. Is You oh. were one of the first underwater photographers I saw that I went, holy crap. That's wow. I've never seen anything like this. This is what I want to do. You oh, know, your means lighting means and so, so, so
1: much. Thank you. All of
0: that was just mind blowing because everyone else I'd seen was shooting, you know, sports or they would do, you know, kind of just shoot people yeah. against a black backdrop. But what you were doing with the fabric and the depth of the field and your lighting, your lighting is incredible. Thank so you. So, all <laughs> of that, you're kind of responsible for what I do. So, oh, I just man. want to thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Brett. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like we're in a, like a mutual appreciation club right now, but
1: absolutely, because yeah, we, we kind of started at the same time, and this is a long time ago. I,
0: I think you must have started before I did.
1: If I did, just 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 before, hey, because I remember I still did some of my first talks at some of the expos and so, and people. Well, I've had one or two people come up to me and say they really want to do some pole dancing suits, and I'm like, nope can't do that it's not mine man
0: yeah <laughs> like, right oh, i turned okay. it down I'm like
1: nope i'm not gonna do that yeah <laughs> if you, you want I that, you that. to talk to this guy
0: <laughs> yeah right yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's some of the first work of yours i've seen anyway it's been a long well, time well that was ago.
0: pretty much where i started was the underwater pole dance yeah um, yeah
1: well it worked man yeah, very good. Yeah, it's very, great. Very, I
0: still, good. I still love doing that stuff. It's. Yeah. I see every now it, and
1: then. It's nice to see some of your new work. Of course, you know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I think you have to kind of you have to keep kind of evolving. I think otherwise you kind of you end up in this cookie cutter kind of thing where you're, I don't know, you start to stagnate a bit. And I think you need to. Well, I do is change it up. You know.
1: Yeah, and look in South Africa. Just on that night in South Africa, it is a bit of a uh, a new thing. So people would. Come across the concept not even specific photos the concept of underwater photography and they would have select few images that they would always send me and say oh i want to do something like that and it's very often the same images you know and mm. images that's come from a long time ago and a lot of people don't necessarily know that i'm from south africa Right. So that's a pleasant surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm right here. I live around the corner from you, man. <laughs> Let's do it. That's great. But, uh, yeah, look, and I know my... And are they your
0: images that they're showing you? Uh,
1: sometimes, sometimes, yes. Yeah. But, uh, no, not not most of the time. Most of the time right. it's other people's stuff. Yeah, because in South Africa it is, still, it is still very niche and it's new. And we've got a few... Uh, photographers that's starting to do it now as well and they they're really loving it and it's actually a good thing I'd like to see more of it Um, oh totally yeah so my personal work and my client work is a little bit different my personal work is a bit more on the darker side if I can call it Uh, a little bit more simplified and then obviously the stuff that I do mostly is the stuff that you would see typically the cloth and yeah. It's with like the slight romantic twist to it, I suppose.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. There's so let's a- have a chat about about how you actually create these images. I mean, you're it's, you're in a six-foot wide tank, which yeah. blows my mind. How do you go from <laughs> that to looking like you're in a limitless space?
1: Well, okay. So I've been shooting in the six-foot tank now. Well, six-foot, not six-foot. The six-foot wide and all yeah. that. Yeah. Um, for maybe three, four years now. So some of my earlier work, most of my earlier work was done in regular pools where you would obviously have a lot more space. And if you had to go look at the stuff specifically, you'll see that those ones tend to have a lighter backdrop. Whereas the stuff that I shoot in the tank, I go for the more darker look because it's easier to make it look big. Yeah. Uh, and to actually you know, create that space or the illusion of space. So the fisheye lens is the one thing that I do use. Uh, we have full control over the water quality, so we can keep it crystal clean, which means I can get a little bit of space between me and the model. And then I am not shy, I, I will never deny this, that I really do enjoy post-processing. So mm. I often add on to the sides. If I need to make the dresses a little bit bigger, I do it. Yeah. I'm not I have no qualms against it and sometimes when you use or when you work with uh, private clients there might be the odd time where you have to replace a arm or a leg (laughs) you know or eyes here and there (laughs) there's a
0: definite there's some kind of sort of composite going on
1: there's yeah a lot of work has a composite um, aspects to it for sure yeah. Yeah.
0: So with the fisheye, how, how far are you away from the subject?
1: Typically, let me think, maybe two, no, yeah, about 67 feet.
0: Typically. Oh, so that's still quite a distance.
1: Yeah, it's still, yeah. Well, otherwise, you get so much distortion on the sides, you know. Yeah. I need to be able to work with, I don't want to <laughs> make long fingers and toes short too often. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. It is.
0: Um, and with the because I'm not sure I've seen any portrait photography done with a fisheye lens is there any kind of post-production to get that back to looking like a normal to bring them back to normal proportions or is the lens already doing that
1: it does a little bit because I shoot with a dome so there's like an aspect of correction but I do have to bring it back a little bit if uh, like one of the limbs or part of the dress or something got too close to the edge um Lens correction, that's my obvious go-to. That's the first thing I would do with an underwater shot just to kind of see where I can take an image. And then I might go back and uh, liquefy or um, what's the other thing called? I don't use it very often with the pins. Oh, uh, the warp? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, puppet warp, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That that is a good one for, for fabric and hair.
1: It's It's fantastic, but as you know as well, when you're dealing with bubbles and things like that, you can't really do much.
0: No, so if there's bubbles in there, yeah, they kind of start to, to show when things have been stretched yeah. or liquefied and stuff.
1: So, yeah, I do try and keep it as natural as possible unless I have to change something. But what I right. do not mind doing is create a little bit more space around the bottle.
0: Yeah that that space is incredible and the uh, do you end up shooting fabric by itself to add to the to the edges or are you just using whatever was taken with the when I the model a, was posing
1: i have a bit of a process for it, and this is with private clients i don't have to do it with my professional models yeah um, i use parts of other shots maybe i have added to cloth many times But if I use, um, or if I shoot a private client, I would have the habit of shooting close-ups of different parts of either their face, their hands, their feet, just in case something didn't work out and I needed to add something somewhere. And there I'll do more close-ups just for the purpose of, or for the potential of adding later on. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's also why it takes a bit longer. It's a bit of a, it's, it's, you know, it's not like your regular wedding shoot. No. Which I also do. <laughs> Which is interesting. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is that like uh, like in the wedding dress and, and like a an engagement not an engagement shoot but like oh, no, a dress, trash, trash up, the dress kind of thing?
1: Straight up shooting weddings.
0: Oh really? Oh dry business. dry weddings. Yeah, oh Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Full on weddings, yeah. We wow. do that as so do well. you
0: do do you do much other dry photography?
1: I do lifestyle photography and so on. It's under a different name. I don't use this name for this, I try to keep this exclusively to either fine art or underwater. But yeah, yeah. we do we shoot weddings, we shoot lifestyle okay. family shoots every now and then. So you're diversified. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a very journalistic kind of way, which is so interesting because the two complement each other so beautifully, even though they are completely opposite um, genres. Yeah. Yeah. Because like we said before, you know, the way we shoot weddings is very journalistic. So we let the, you know, we just let the day happen and we shoot the day as it goes, with the exception of, obviously, uh, posing, or not posing, but guiding the, the wedding couple.
0: party kind of shots and Yeah, I'm the guiding couple the shots. couple a little
1: bit during the couple shots, but the rest we don't interfere yeah. at all. And underwater, which is so styled and so um, thought out and it's planned, but yet the moment they go underwater, it's nothing more than just shooting what you see. Yeah, no control well, either.
0: So, I think they've to me they're kind of similar, and I think we've got a similar kind of um, kind of uh, photographic style. In I used to shoot weddings as well, oh, and really? my favorite way of shooting it was journalistic. So I would hide basically, and yes. just with a very long lens, yes. just take pictures of people enjoying themselves. Yeah, and that's pretty much what I do underwater as well. Is I I give people enough knowledge or the tools to kind of get themselves to look good. Yes. But I tell them just to ignore me. So I'm just down there, again, being a voyeur, just capturing this moment that I'm not not really directly creating. Exactly. I'm letting Isn't that them fantastic? create it. Yeah. It, and to me, that's the beauty of, of this kind of underwater thing where you cannot connect with the people underwater because you can't talk to them.
1: It's nothing. So, you, you just observe what you see in front of you and just.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Take it all in yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's that kind of excitement and um, and surprise as what's you never know what's going to happen. Oh, like I think that's my
1: favorite thing about it, I love that. I t- have you also had this where you know you can start a shoot with one thing in mind, and then as you go, things just change, and you kind t- of just go in a different direction. And we're like, we can do this rather almost, and it it totally. all comes from that energy from the model, the the way the lighting works, the cloth, everything. Um, and by the end of the shoot, I normally get my best and favorite photos after two hours in the water <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> because
1: everything just becomes magical and it's new to me because it's something I've never thought about. And it just takes on a life of its own, you know. You just let it happen like that.
0: Oh, totally. And that, I think, is, that is my entire process
1: yes.
0: is I basically make a space for stuff to happen.
1: And that's it. And
0: yes. And I even tell my clients, you know, like they come to me with, you know, certain pictures of, of that they want to try and replicate, and I'm like, we can try for this,
1: but don't. But you yeah. have to
0: be okay with it not being, not yes. being this, That's
1: you know, because we don't know
0: what's going to happen.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, I think it's what I call chaos theory. It's it's letting <laughs> things happen, and just being yes. okay with it. You know, what will happen will happen, but just be ready for it and make it a good thing.
1: Yeah. 100% I couldn't agree more.
0: So um so speaking of of working with models and that sort of thing is there kind of uh, tips that you have for models like are there things that you kind of tell new people to this kind of game what what ways to to get the best out of them?
1: Okay, for for new models or for clients I do send out a a PDF file with different kinds of tips and stuff that I want them to practice or realize. And remember, um, I'm not. Yeah, look, the main thing is you do need to realize that you have a different look underwater. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. They expect themselves to look like they see, you know, you see the photos and you just assume that that person looks 100% just like that. But you do have a different Mm -hmm. look underwater. There's an underwater face and a topside face. Yeah. And once you accept that, and you embrace that, and you kind of go with it, um, that's the first step. Then, yeah, I take them through a, a wide variety of little um, poses and exercises, how to use their wrists, um, how to use their arms, you know, um, their feet, pointed toes, all those little things, how to work with the cloth. Because now, at the moment you go underwater, you are in full control. It's like, I can come and help with something, um, which I will, but the way that your hair moves the way that your face moves the way that you you uh, even your cheeks and your eyes ev- everything has such a big part to play in 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 making that photo or that image successful yeah. so i generally try to get them to a point where they can feel completely free and they almost become part of a <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds so cheesy, but they become part of a dance.
0: Oh no, it's not cheesy you know? at all. I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah.
1: It's a performance of sorts. It's a it's a very spiritual thing. I wish they could stay underwater for longer sometimes so that they can just completely just let it soak in and
0: you know, experience
1: yeah. that part of it.
0: Oh totally. I think it's a it's a it's as much an experience as it is a photo shoot.
1: Yes, yeah. Definitely, from the start to the end, actually. Yeah. It's, 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 I love hearing feedback from people afterwards, and sometimes I only re-experience that once they've seen the images uh, because it takes them right back to the feeling and the, the mood that they had right then.
0: Yeah. You know? I think it, yeah, it's, it's very much that kind of it stays with them, that kind of experience. It's something like they've, that they've probably never done before. Yeah. So it's very and then they it's it's kinda to me I kind of equate it sometimes to like a ride at Disneyland where you go on this roller coaster and that's the experience and then as you come down that last big big run and they take the photo of you looking scared, that's the the photo of that experience. And that's what I feel like sometimes is the photos yeah. that we give them is the the kind of the secondary thing. The experience was the the main thing. But that's then these photos are kinda like
1: Evidence of it, <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um,
0: so, in in that kind of vein, and trying and, and kind of tipping it on its head, have you had some bad experiences with with photo shoots? Are there are there some 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 stories that you have of things that have gone wrong that that you kind of learnt from?
1: I have, I have. If I look, I've I've worked in water that was far too turbulent. I've had...
0: <laughs> like open water or...?
1: Open, yeah, open water. Oh, it was it's just fun shoots, you know. And then yeah. I didn't have a successful shoot because the water was too turbulent. There was too much debris. I ended up not being able to use the photos. But then I've also had um, instances where little things would happen that really made the shoot difficult. And I won't mention which ones those were.
0: <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> but... <laughs>
1: I can, okay, I'm going to tell a little story.
0: All right. So,
1: great. and I won't say who it was, but uh, if you had to hear this, you will know exactly who it was. <laughs> but it ended up fantastic. We loved it. So, we did a, a photo shoot, and there was going to be about eight people in the water. Water was crystal clean. It was a larger body of water, anyway. And the guy dived into the water. He, oh, he just wanted to help pull the cloth straight and da da da. da. You know, getting kind of getting used to the water and just swimming mm-hmm. around a bit. Because why not, right? Yeah. And uh, this was for a video shoot, so it's not like I could edit this. But he had a bunch of tissues in his pocket. Oh. And the tissues just went out everywhere, and it looked like snow. Oh. And I'm like, what, <laughs> 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 how am I supposed to do now? We're about to shoot a video here <laughs> and there's like <laughs> tissue all over the place, uh, but, Oh, But it, oh, it, it worked out perfectly fine, we managed to clean most of it up. There was another shoot where the pool was accidentally backwashed instead of flushed and uh, it made it murky and you know what right the point <laughs> there was another time in that pla- same lily place where i got my fin stuck into the lilies and i actually struggled to get up for a second and because oh. i freed free dive i'm like whoa but it didn't last long and
0: yeah
1: yeah, yeah actually there, there's a lot of stories but i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna throw anyone under the bus here but I oh enough
0: to like a a whole other podcast of just things that have gone wrong on, on oh, underwater like photo a shoots. Blooper.
1: dude, I can tell you about the amount of times I've <laughs> no, I should not tell you about the amount of times I've flooded my housing.
0: Let's not do Oh that. really? Let's not go there. Oh <laughs> that, I mean that is a good point. Like if when you <sighs> do make your own stuff and you have stuff, you know, kind of made for you, there's always a risk that you're going to flood
1: stuff. What, what environment can you imagine that will be almost, lit, if you either shoot in space or literally in the mud, <laughs> there's too much that can go wrong. There's always going to oh, be something. Yeah. Exactly. And you need to yeah. be adaptable. So you adapt, you change it up, you go for it. Don't be too married to your ideas. That's maybe some advice <laughs> yeah. that I can give, give to newcomers. Don't be so set on something that if something had to go wrong, you do not know what to do.
0: I think that's the best advice that you could give anyone in this uh in this kind of genre is be aware that shit will go sideways
1: it will and it's not maybe gonna it will at some point for sure i think every underwater photographer can have some other story and yes i know i may have had it happen too many times so (laughs) 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 i I need to learn that lesson maybe the hard way (laughs) well i have and i'm still not learning it but yeah
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, and and it kind of I think it makes you a bit more prepared for when it does happen. You know, like I've I've had shoots that I have, um, you know, the camera is malfunctioned or a housing is malfunctioned. Uh, and I've had to finish the yeah. shoot on like an iPhone or something. It's but not it yeah, still, it's not like you
1: have several housings that will fit your camera or several cameras that will fit your housing. You know,
0: no. It's not it's, like you're a, like a like a studio photographer and oh my I've left my camera at home. Can I borrow yours? That's not no, how it works. You know,
1: you've, you've got one chance basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, insane. do you have backups of equipment or?
1: I do actually. I do. Yeah. Yes, I've got I've got two cameras and I've got I do have a few housings, um, but uh, the oh, I mean, my go to sorry is uh, the one that I do use my old steampunk looking yeah <laughs> custom from bolt. the wizard from the wizard yeah <laughs> yeah my very heavy that you don't want to carry over rocks or anything I do. right
0: yes. yeah i, 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 <laughs> I love that would thing. love to see this thing if, if, if you could send me a picture of, of your housing i would love to see it
1: i would send it to you for sure you might laugh a little bit, but it's 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 probably one of oh. the most hardy housings you'll get.
0: Whatever you know, the, the, if it gets the job done, it doesn't matter what it looks like.
1: Yeah, there we go. Exactly. What does it matter? I mean, we shoot with everything and anything, man.
0: Oh, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, just finally, and I know you hate this question. Um, have you got? What are your next projects? Have you got something coming up that you're working on, or how does how does that work for you?
1: I. I, I don't. I really don't. I've, and I think a lot of people will feel this at the moment, but I'm kind of hard staring at a pretty empty calendar, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> and is that because, I mean, at the moment we're dealing with the, the coronavirus, is yes. it because of that or is it just, just your, you kind of don't tend to book too much stuff into the future?
1: Look, with underwater photography, I'd book maybe a couple of months in advance it's mostly with uh, clients and so on. I do a lot of maternity shoots, so people tend to book a little bit later on. Um, with my own private shoots, I've got a lot of stuff that I want to try. I've got some exciting things. Actually, I didn't think about that. There's ah. a couple of projects that I really, really, really want to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And we are exploring the video. Um, I've, done a, oh man, I've done a couple of music videos and so on, but uh, some personal fine art you know, like video shorts that yeah. I want to try, something that I've not really done. I've got a lot of like, uh, what would you call it, um, concept videos that I've, mm. that I've done. But nothing, we've not actually gotten to that point yet. So I do have some interesting personal projects I want to try that I'm going to work towards an exhibition for in the future. I don't have a plan where to do it yet or um, what it is going to entail. But it is going to definitely be something that's a lot more personal to me, personally.
0: Right. You know, yeah. um,
1: a lot more conceptual, maybe a little bit on the darker side.
0: <laughs> oh, lovely.
1: Uh, yeah. I've, I've been working this up for many years. But in terms of direct projects at the moment, no, it's pretty quiet. And yes, the calendars are pretty empty because of the whole pandemic. Yeah.
0: I think yeah, it's an I interesting think everyone's time. that. Yeah. Are yeah. there things that you're going to do uh, in isolation to keep yourself creative?
1: I have a lot of work that I still need to catch up on. Personal projects that, you know, it gets pushed to the side a little bit. Yeah. That you don't make the time to work on. So I do have a couple of those that I'm actually working on at the moment. But I do Great. have priority is for me now just to catch up on with my other business, um, a couple of weddings and so on. Right. So, I think so by the end editing. Of a, yeah editing it's business as usual (laughs) for me now yeah (laughs) i'll worry about the the few empty months coming up a little bit later on (laughs) that's true (laughs) yeah
0: well thanks so much this has been really cool and it's been so good to actually finally meet you and have a chat with you and it's um so
1: lovely thanks for having me brett
0: yeah of course um where can people find your work if they're looking for it
1: okay so i do have a few platforms which i should probably use the next few weeks to to, to update. <laughs> yeah,
0: there
1: you go. I'm not, I, you know, I don't know what the reason is. I'm not very, very big in social media or anything like that. I'm, I need to, I'm a little bit lax on that, so I need to yeah. update. Uh, so, on my website itself, that's www.ilsamur.com. And I'm on Beyonce as well, which is a little bit behind. I'm on Facebook under Ilzamur Art and Photography. I'm on Instagram. Under Ilzamur, let me um, think. Where else is that? A, little, oh, a few places here and there in between. Yeah, that. I'll
0: I'll add them to the show notes anyway, so people can, can find the links. Yeah, cool. well, thank yeah. you so much. This has been really cool. That and, was a great chance.
1: Um, I enjoyed that. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll hopefully catch up with you again in the future.
1: I'm sure we will. I'll let you know when I fly to America when we're allowed to
0: (laughs) yeah that'd be good once when the borders are open again (laughs) there we go (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks very much Ilsa
1: thank you bye
0: well that's it for this episode episode one we made it all the way through I had such a great time chatting with Ilsa although you have to forgive me for being such a fanboy I just love her work so much To be honest, though, it's going to happen a lot on this podcast because I'm going to be talking to people that I just totally look up to and respect. The Underwater Podcast is presented and produced by me, Brett Stanley, and our music is Neo by Oh Boy. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and join our Facebook group where you can comment and suggest future interviews. Keep creating, everyone. I'll see you in the water.